Hey everybody, welcome up to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host Mike Laidman and I'm joined with none other than Laura Laidman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past, we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our hype raised of classic films afloat or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How are you doing, hon? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Speaking of movies, we did something we haven't done much in the last couple years. We went to a movie. We went to the movie theater. Second time in 2021. That's right. We went zero times in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think I went once in 2019. I think we went, no, nah, maybe twice, once or twice. I saw Spider-Man. Yeah. Maybe maybe once. <laughs> oh, I might have seen it too. Yes, we did. I think that was 2019. Everything just blurs now. I know, but those, the, uh, if it too was 2019, then I saw those were the two movies I saw in 2019 in theaters. I think that's it. Yeah. I think those are the only movies you saw. I know. But that, hey, it's just you know, like, wow. Two movies this year, too. And unlike 2019, where one of those movies wasn't a Marvel movie, so far both of your movies this year are Marvel movies. We didn't get Shang-Chi in theaters. We watched on Disney Plus, but we did go see Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get time. Like, I wouldn't be comfortable going to a full theater and there's no time to go see it during a matinee that we found, but we found time to see Eternals during a matinee on a Wednesday when no one else would be there. Yep. And it was us and one other couple. <laughs> one other couple. And that were sitting like two seats away from They us. were sitting like the row in front of us, a seat, like one seat diagonally from you. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. I was expecting, because uh, I was actually talking with my co-host of my other podcast, Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. He plug, told plug. Me, plug, plug. He told me that he recently went and saw the most recent James Bond in theaters, and they were the only ones there, and how great it was that they could just talk out loud, and it didn't bother anybody, and it was I great. I was so hoping. And I was ready to I do it. I was so hoping. And then this you know, middle-aged couple, they're, you know what's scary? We're just about middle-aged. They were easily 20, 25 years old than us, so they're not middle-aged anymore. Yep. Yep. This older couple was there, and... Uh, and we couldn't talk. We were like very that. respectful. Yeah. Well, we you we did some chatting during the the trailers, but that was about it. No, no. I I fully feel that trailers are not like full conversation, but like, ooh, that looks good. Yeah. Well, like that kind of conversation during a trailer, totally fine. Shut up during the movie. Exactly. Well, there you go. So that we got to do it for Eternals, and they got to do it for James Bond. Mm-hmm. And hey, speaking of James Bond. <gasps> This week, we will be taking a look at the first outing of Pierce Brosnan. We will be looking at GoldenEye, which came out in 1995. When the world is the target. 72 hours ago, a secret weapon system was detonated over seven iron. And the threat is real. GoldenEye exists. A radiation surge that destroys everything with an electronic circuit. You can still depend on one man. The name's Bond. James Bond. The world's most famous secret agent is back. We aim to please. And this time, 007 is facing the ultimate enemy. The man who knows him best. 006. What's the message? No pithy comeback. He was your friend, and now he's your enemy, and you will kill him. Is the satellite in range? Target is London. Now, the entire world is about to be caught in the crossfire. See you in hell, James. You first. Kill him. The pleasure will be all mine. 
you check her out? That's a tell. I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. Trick is to quit while you're still here. I wouldn't think of it. Charming, sophisticated secret agent. Shaken, but not disturbed. <laughs> Get us out of here! Bond, only Bond. Man just won't take a hint. You don't need the gun. That depends on your definition of safe sex. On November 17th. Grab it! United Artists brings you... Trust me. James Bond. Why can't you just be a good boy and die? That's one trick I've never learned. So let me rewind to 1990. It's the theme music. It is. It is? Yeah, it's the end. You know? That was terrible. People are going to be like, ah, my ears. Probably. Anyway, November 5th, Andre Dallaire attempts to assassinate Canadian Prime Minister Jean Chrétien. He is thwarted. When the prime minister's wife locks the door, which I just, all I picture is like, just like a little tiny, not even like a full deadbolt, but just like a tiny, like click on a door. It'd be like, just her like going click as like thwarted. Done. Yeah. It's pretty easy. And then there was the pie. I'm sure it was terrifying during the, you know, actual. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But like, it's just imagery. She locks the door. Click. Yeah. It's like, it's like that old Simpsons joke. Do your worst. He locked the door. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. November 20th, Princess Diana admits that she cheated on Prince Charles dun, during dun, a TV dun. interview. That was dun, big news. Dun, dun. I, remember. I remember that as a kid. I remember. I remember my mom woke me up. To, oh, I thought died. she woke you up to tell you that. She woke me up with Princess Diana died. I was in bed and asleep. It was like four in the morning. She we, woke me we were up. at my we were at parents, my parents, friend's house. And in the time that it took for us to go from their house to home, the news was that she'd been in the accident and then that she had died. So terrible. Yeah. Terrible. November 22nd, Rosemary West is found guilty in England of killing 10 women. Well, how nice of her. It's a pretty famous case. Mm-hmm. All bad times. But anyway, she's pretty well known in true crime circles. Well, there you go. And on November 30th, it's the official end of Operation Desert Storm. <laughs> wow. Wow. I remember Operation Desert Storm. Oh, my God. Ugh. I don't remember where it came from, but I had a Desert Storm t-shirt. I have no idea where it came from. Poor Quah. It was the most gaudy, like I was gonna say, it was America. Like it was a cringe. It was cringe. It was an American flag and a bald eagle on the shirt. It was a white t-shirt, and the shirt had the the stars and stripes, and and this bald eagle on it, and it said "Desert Storm" on it. I don't remember. You guys used to go to the States a lot when you were a kid. We did. I guess my parents were like, ah, let's get this or something. You know, Ugh. I don't know. But I remember that I had that shirt and I and I wore I wore it. <laughs> this is my, you know, I'm a little kid. This is my kid brain. 
I would wear it every 4th of July because it was the only item of clothing I own with an American flag on it. You know we're Canadian, right? I know, but you still, you know, you, I think the relations with the States were a little better back then. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Shall I tell you about the box office? Yes, Because it was a little... The last few weeks I found that like there's been a kind of a theme. People have been going to a lot of like certain genre movies. Mm-hmm. Uh 99 had quite a few horror movies. Like, you know, 95 was all over the map. How many James Bond movies were in 1995? One. Oh. This one. <laughs> so anyway, Autumn it was up and down for just genre. Started off with Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar being number one in September, which is a great movie that we should cover because a lot of fun. How I made you watch it? Have you made no? It's really good. I've seen part of it, but I've never watched this movie. Before. It's really cute. Okay. It's really, really cute. I really like it. It was my first introduction to drag. Oh, well, there you go. Isn't RuPaul in it? I think very briefly. Yeah. like just At the as beginning, because like there's bit. a pageant at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, it's Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo, Leguizamo, sorry, and, and Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes yeah. And they're all drag queens who are in a pageant. The pageant queens. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't realize there was different kinds of queens, obviously. Now you know. Now I know. Anyway, so then after that, it was seven. Okay, yeah, yeah. For four weeks. And then Get Shorty for three weeks. Oh, wow. All over the place. Then Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, took number one at $37.8 million. But then it was GoldenEye, which was our first outing as Pierce Brosnan as, as James you know, Bond, as 00, yeah. 7. Uh, it hit $26.5 million and was beaten the next week by Toy Story. Oh, at okay. Well, that makes million. sense. Tell you, all over the map. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. it. Sounds like it. The top movies for the year were Toy Story at $191.8 million, Batman Forever at 184 and Apollo 13 at 172 Goldeneye was number six at 106.4. Pretty respectable for a franchise that hadn't had a, a new outing in a few years. I think it was 80. And plus with a new Bond that was untested. And, yeah. and you know, he wasn't, you know, nobody was sure. Is, is he going to be able to be James Bond? I'm sure well, he Pierce, was Remington Steel. Yeah, I was going to say, he was Pierce Brosnan was Remington Steel. Did you know that the... I was named after a character I from did Remington know that. Steel? I did know that. My mom, I guess, had the hottie hots for Pierce Brosnan. I mean, who didn't? The the fact that she had the, like, I feel like, I mean, it's, it's Pierce Brosnan. Who doesn't have the hottie hots for him now, right? Right. He's, He's like a the, total zaddy. He is still hot. Anyway, yeah. like, <laughs> what was it about that show that your mom was like, you know what? Going to name her after that character from, from Remington Steel. I think she Steel. just liked the name Laura. Yeah. You think it was just. It was a coincidence. No, like I just like she that's where she heard the name. It was like it stuck in her head. But my name was originally supposed to be Elizabeth. I, I did know that. Yeah. That's not uh, a good. Maybe name. it was Lizbeth. Lizbeth. Either way, you ended up with a better name than that. But yeah. I mean, it happens sometimes. I mean, you came up with the name William Thomas before I co-opted it into a Star Trek reference. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, he's mainly named after horror movie stuff. Yeah, no, I I only threw out the horror movie stuff. It was you wanted him his middle name because it's the middle name of Mulder because it's Fox William Mulder. You wanted that. 
and you threw out Mo- William and we'd already decided on Thomas because that was your maiden name. So that was the the agreement we made was that Thomas would be the middle name. Yep. And as soon as you told me William Thomas, I was like, that's Riker's name. Well, I got to sell this ship. And then I started pulling out horror movie name after horror movie name to make you be like, yeah, yeah. The trap was sprung. Well, either way. Yeah. Our kid's name is great. Yep. It's a good name. It's a good name. Strong, strong, a strong name. A strong beardly name. It is a strong beardly name. <laughs> You're very true. So, yeah. Speaking of not beards, because I don't. No, I guess some of the Russians had beards. Yeah, there's some beards in this movie. Not many. Anyway, shall we talk about Pierce Brosnan, who in my notes is PB? Well, shall we talk about our our memories of this film? Yeah. Well, it was my choice. It was your choice, which is great because I've been wanting to do GoldenEye forever. So this is like a bonus pick for me. Which is so funny because it's one of those things where I always kind of think like, oh, yeah, like out of the two of us, Mike's probably the bigger, you know, it's just like, which is totally me just. I guess gender stereotyping my own relationship, but like, no, I grew up watching all the James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen every single one. The only one I haven't seen is the newest one. Yeah. My parents had them all on VHS. They had a whole big collection that matched. They got every single one again on VHS. I've seen every James Bond movie. I love James Bond movies. Obviously there's some stinkers in there, but I I've, have seen over the course of my life, all of them. Yeah. I have, and I, and I have only seen every film post, like not post, but Pierce Brosnan on, except the new one, and then Goldfinger, and that's it. Really, yeah. Goldfinger is the only other Bond movie I've seen. Yeah, I don't know. My parents both really liked James Bond movies. I don't know if it's because my mom's British or the Cars or just the appeal of what like. But we we watched them when I was younger, and this was no exception. And. I honestly have a feeling they took me to see it in the theater, but I might be wrong because my sister would have been a baby, so we might have rented it. But I do know I saw it when it was new and remember it was awesome. Awesome. This might have also been my first introduction to Alan Cumming, and I love Alan Cumming. He's pretty great. He's one of those guys that like, especially when I was younger, he was showing up in like a ton of stuff in the the late 90s mm-hmm. that i loved like romeo michelle and josie and the pussycats and i'm like i love this man and now with like instagram and stuff i follow him on instagram and like he's awesome so anyway anyway i have a few notes in my notes that are like about alan Cumming. i love alan coming <laughs> anyway but yeah i remember watching it i remember loving it i know i've seen it several times since out of all the pierce brosnan ones it's the one i remember the clearest and the one i've seen the most followed by i think the world is not enough that's one with michelle yo right no that's tomorrow never dies the world is not enough is the the one with the no is it they all they all sort of meld together yeah there's two that aren't (laughs) as good yeah the world is not enough is from my recollection, I haven't watched it in a long time, and I'm pretty sure it qualifies, so we could probably do it some other day. But World is Not Enough, I remember enjoying, but it's nowhere near as good as, as my memories of Goldeneye. And then the other two are World is Not Enough is just meh, and Die Another Day is just hmm. Yeah, World is Not, is not Enough is kind of meh, because it's the one with Dr. Christmas Jones. Yes, okay. that's But that's, it's got one of my favorite songs. The world is not enough is an amazing Bond theme. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like Dude. Garbage is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Like when I when yeah. I say like what a because there's some Bond themes out there that are good songs that are terrible Bond themes. Agreed. And when I talk about like well when people ask me like well what should a Bond theme sound like I say the world is not enough like that is that is a band that doesn't normally play in that style adapting to do a bond theme and knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So yeah, it's gotta be this one. And then there, there is a steady decline in the Pierce Brosnan bond films. Yeah. I, I would say it's a, it, it like the Pierce Brosnan bond films is literally just like a line, like a yeah. straight line down. Yeah. Like it's not like this one's good, then this one's not as good, and then this one's good, and then you know it's it's not an up and down thing. It's literally just a slope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I um, think they were going for more like what celebs can we get in these movies, and not yeah, because Madonna's we, randomly in one where yeah. she does a theme, which again, don't mind the song, terrible Bond theme. Yeah, agreed. Terrible Bond theme. Yeah, no, but I find the Daniel Craig ones. Are definitely more focused on the story than it is like who who can we get to be a bond girl this time yeah like i mean i haven't even gone to my memories of this movie yet but just as a quick aside i was watching this and being like man the daniel craig movies are so different yeah they are so different than, yeah. than these movies were yeah but um but as for myself my memories i can remember how i saw this movie for the first time but what i can't remember was did I watch the movie first or did I play the video uh, game first? That's what I can't remember. Cause I've definitely spent many hours as a as a wee lad, you know, in four four player split screen, goldeneye, no odd jobs, you know, <laughs> like I, I I've I've had my fair share in the goldeneye mines. So it, it was it, I can't remember if it was that I played the game first or and watch the movie or watch the movie and then play the games because i mean the game was a phenomenon for people who played video games and when it came out it was like the definitive first person shooter for a long time yeah if you go back and play it now uh, it's a little the controls are not as great as they they once were um, by comparison yeah but we own it now too we do own it and i've gone back and played it and it is very frustrating if you're used especially if you're used to modern day shooter controls yeah but the first time I saw this movie was taped off of the movie network. My wow. my mom's friend taped it off of the movie network and gave it to us. And that's 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 how I watched it. it was it was over a taped off the movie network. No, I'm pretty sure my parents just went out and bought it when it was brand new. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. Shall we get into the film? Yeah. And I mean we're Mr. right at the Bond. beginning. We're right at the beginning. And I got to say, going back to the video game, like I, there, there are two things about the, the video game that that really stick out to me because of the opening sequence. And one is the facility map is actually very accurate to the beginning of this movie. OK, like how like when he comes down in the in the bathroom at the beginning. The layout of the back, that bathroom is is as it is in the game, including going out and down the stairs. Like that's all the same. I mean, obviously, once that section is done, it gets a little harder to follow where where he goes. But but that part is very very correct. And the other thing that that sticks out to me is the music in this movie 
is what the music in the game sounds like. They've definitely, I don't know if they, they got like, a, I don't think it's the same composer, but they definitely got someone who was like, okay, here's the music in the movie. Make it sound like that because it's all very similar. And I will say that there is something about the soundtrack to this movie that I just don't like. Oh. Yeah. Like it's got this weird electronic, you know, early 90s, you know, British electronic. Yeah. British electronic vibe to it. And it really, it's, it's not like I can ignore, I can ignore the, the score of the film, but there are, there are two different highlights that when we get to them, we'll, we'll talk about. But yeah, the, the music in the movie sounds exactly the same as the music in the game. But for some reason, I have fond memories of that music in the game, but not in the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you jumped a little bit ahead ever so slightly. Well, that's the opening of the. No, it's yeah. not the exact opening of the movie. The opening of the movie is when very obviously not Pierce Brosnan oh. takes a swan dive off the dam. Yes. And I was very interested in this because one, I kind of felt like, okay, so he bungee jumps yeah. off the top of this dam. And I'm like, I feel like bungee jumping, if you swung, you'd just hit the dam. Like there's a reason people do this off bridges because you can swing, if you under swing the you, and you, you know, you're not going to crack your head off the, the wall that's there, mm-hmm. but no. So I looked into it. It's the, it was actually, cause this is supposed to be Russia. Yes. It was actually in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. It's the Contra Dam, and it was voted the best stunt of all time by Sky Movies in 2002. The stuntman is Wayne Michaels. Mm-hmm. And since then, a private company now does jumps off it, and over 10,000 people have jumped the 220-meter dam since. It was actually in The Amazing Race in the 14th season, and out of the contestants that were in it, 11 of them jumped off that did that uh, bungee jump down. Damn. Did anyone shoot a grappling hook while they were doing it? Maybe. Because the stuntman did. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Only I one. mean, over 10,000. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So it's like a big destination for, for extreme sports folk these days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was, uh, it was, it caught my attention. And like I said, it was very, very obviously not pierce brosnan who did the job yeah they only show him from behind and the whole thing but like even i even mean like they the, had to get the right man to do the jump not necessarily be a clone of pierce brosnan yeah he, they had to obviously for something like that they needed someone who knew what they were doing they could have had at least one shot of pierce brosnan standing at the top of the dam <laughs> yeah that's a good point they, i guess maybe because maybe part of it was like they were trying to keep like yeah they were kind of keeping his face hidden for for a, little a bit, bit. Yeah. a bit. So, yeah, I, I believe that that seems more likely the reason why you don't see his face at the top. Yeah, it makes but. sense. Yeah, but then, like you said, he goes in through the toilet, and his we meet another double O. Yeah, and if I remember that, that was a big deal. Like there, I, I mean, I, I hadn't seen any of the other Bond movies, but I don't believe there had been another double O mentioned. No, there, there are. Okay, to me then it was a big yeah. Deal. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like, I think maybe more because it's a new Bond and immediately throwing in another double O. Yeah, like to me, 
obviously I didn't watch many Bond movies by this point. If I remember how I felt when it was like, oh yeah, it's 006 who's the guy. I'm like, 006 from the other Bond movies? Like his friend 006 from, he must have been in every movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, like is 006 ever in another movie, even if it's played by a different actor? Yeah. What well, Moonraker. Mm-hmm. I haven't it, seen the Moonraker. So. Yeah, it's uh, mentioned that double O agents face mandatory retirement at 45. So there's that. Only five mentions of double O agents in all. According to Moonraker, James Bond is the most senior of the three double O agents. Mm. The two others are double O eight and 11. Double O eleven. So then 009 make- is mentioned in Thunderbolt. Double O six is on Her Majesty's Secret Service as well as Goldeneye. Oh, those are the books um, oh okay yeah so mentioned in the world is not enough thunderball no time to die apparently goldeneye stories movies yeah 002 and thunderball there's a 003 and thunderball okay well then i'm super wrong and it was just my own personal like man there was another double o <laughs> so yeah so there there's there's quite yeah i understand especially yeah. I feel like this James Bond movie was a little bit more Hollywood than predecessors. Mm-hmm. And with that, because Pierce Brosnan was known for more than just James Bond before he was James Bond. Yeah, he was Remington Steele. And this isn't his first outing on Burnt Popcorn. Remember, he was in Mrs. Doubtfire. This is true. This is true. He was known. Yeah. And... So I feel like that's part of it is this is more American in terms of like one of the other, he works with the CIA, he's worked with the CIA, but he works with a CIA agent, you know, and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, I think it's a little more Hollywood. And for a lot of things, maybe for a lot of people, this might've been their very first James Bond film. So to know there are other double agents. Yeah. It was my very first James Bond. Yeah. But then we get into some Russia stuff. Where they're programming the GoldenEye okay, well, program. Now, now you're jumping ahead. You're oh, well, jumping ahead. we see 006 die. Yeah, we see 006 die, die. quote unquote. Spoiler alert. And then that's the end of the cold open. And then we get to the opening. How do you skip over the opening of a James Bond film? Well, he's just racing a car. No, 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 no. The theme song, huh? The theme song. The th- oh, the Bono theme song. See, this is how much I remember this theme song. Don't so it's not it's not up there on my terms. I like of, that you say Bono. Well, I mean it was written by Bono, but it was Tina Turner who sang it. Oh right. <laughs> we just watched this movie. How I did know. you forget that it was Tina Turner? You know what's crazy? Because now that you said that, it's immediately in my mind, but like still not up there in my like it's a good theme, but it's, it's not it's like one of my favorites, if not my favorite no. Bond theme. I know you really like Skyfall, and Skyfall is really good. But I think I think it's a nostalgia thing for me. Mm, is why Goldeneye Goldeneye sneaks ahead. Yeah, no, I've I've always loved that, and I will tell you this. I will tell you this, and this is a little bit of wow. That's pathetic information. Oh boy, is that this opening was something that I might have rewound when I was watching on my own because it was somewhat naked ladies in the opening sequence. 
the silhouetted nude ladies was as close as I got to seeing a lot of nudity in movies. And I was like, this it was pre-internet. This was pre-internet. Yeah. This, this was what, you know, for those young whippersnappers out there who aren't millennials that grew up with the internet, we didn't have unlimited access to nudity as yeah, children. There was a lot of rewinding and pausing of VHS tapes. Do you remember when you used to pause? I remember, I remember the first time I bought a DVD and, and I paused it when it was a nude scene and it was crystal clear. And I was like, this is the future. Oh <laughs> my God. Okay. I was a teenage boy. What do you want from me? Anyway, that's the closest I could get for nudity for a while. Now we can get into, we'll skip the, the car chase. Cause it's a, it's a, it's, it's an a, okay you know, car chase. It's an, it's an okay scene, but we can go on into other facets. Yeah, it's not really a car he's got chase. The it's Martin. more like he's doing a, like a street race, which is dangerous. A very dangerous street race that that injures all those poor bikers. Yes, people died getting hurt like that. Then we we are transported to Russia. Yes, where we are at secret compound base that America knows about and UK knows about. Yes. Because they are spying with their satellites. Of course. They're working on the GoldenEye laser? It's 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 more, it's an pulse. electromagnetic d- pulse device. And if I'm remembering the way it's res- it's mentioned like how they, they describe it is the electromagnetic pulse is there's a nuclear explosion in the atmosphere. And there is an electromagnetic pulse that is generated by a nuclear explosion and that they basically put the satellite over blow up electromagnetic pulse destroys anything electronic in the area of the pulse. Well, we see our friend Fomka. Yes. And who's not Russian. She's Dutch. Yes. But she showed up in she's in the car chase. The car chase. And then her superior who's like military, Russian military shows up. We find out after he is the minister of defense. He, yeah, he's in the time because it's like, what, six years ago by or something like that? Yeah, this is six years later. Yeah, six years from the opening where 006 is killed. So that guy has risen in the ranks to. Yes, because like, he was the guy who killed 006. Yes. And they show up at secret compound. Oh, here's the bit that I love. Before we get into it, they show up in the stealth helicopter that cannot be tracked. Oh, yeah, they got they, they stole. They stole the stealth helicopter. This is a note that I wrote down. Is they they steal the stealth helicopter by taking the identification of a Canadian admiral named Chuck. <laughs> they, they, I remember they, they pulled up his passport and I'm like, Admiral Chuck. Huh. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel like that's like a stereotypical like, uh, what's a Canadian name? Um, Chuck. Maple syrup. <laughs> Poutine. Lumberjack McLumberson. Yeah. 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 Chuck is Admiral Chuck. So poor Admiral Chuck is banged to death by our Dutch Russian. And then they steal his helicopter. Well, they don't steal his helicopter. They steal the stealth helicopter. And then fly it to Russia for the sequence of events that you're describing. Yeah. And then, so we see, but like, we see our two main Russians that we will be following, which are Alan Cumming and the Bond girl. Natalia. Natalia and Boris. 
Yeah, his name is Boris. Boris. And he like steps outside for a smoke or whatever. And she goes to the kitchen for some coffee. And I really like, because obviously like, the bad guy shows up and they kill everyone there. They don't want anybody to know what they're doing because yeah. their whole plan is not just like, we're stealing shit. It's like stealing more shit and they don't want anybody to know who they can't have any witnesses yes she's in the kitchen she's obviously here's everybody get shot and she's like oh god i gotta like because she makes a noise yeah and here comes famka so she makes it look like she's pulled down the grate of the ceiling and but she's actually hiding in the cupboard so when famka comes in she like fires her gun up into the ceiling has an orgasm has an orgasm she's crazy on a top Zenya on remember the days of weird weird bond girl pun names i'm pretty sure the ones in the new ones still have do they i don't remember them having they're not they're not they're not as bad but they are unique name like vesper yeah but vesper isn't you know a sexual position or something like that not with that no pussy galore is here right yeah no um well the new one it's paloma yeah that's not a sexual position either well, again, do you know that for sure? I guess I don't. There you go. There you go. So just just so you know, just you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that she immediately it, it's a really good way of immediately showing that this woman is clever mm-hmm. and can outthink the villains because they don't realize that she's still there. But then the bomb goes off and she's stuck in the building and she's locked in and she manages to climb out a satellite and is falling through the roof and she's just like no, she's in her work clothes. It's Russia. Yeah, how does she winter. get back? Everything blew up. Well, not blew up, but like nothing works in her general area. And she didn't have a jacket or anything. She's probably should have been dead. Well, she got really lucky. Yeah. But she also it showed her as like, you know, really strong. Also, Severine in Skyfall. Like they've got some weird names. No, Yeah, but they're not puns. That's my point. Anyway. And we don't know what's happened to Boris, and like yeah, she's Boris like, has disappeared because they they say later the, the minister yeah the minister of defense goes and they're like there are two missing yeah two survivors yeah we and, have to track down and he's like I only knew of the one then you can tell he's like shit yeah because they were supposed to be the one but anyway we do get a cool scene of M introduced as Mon- uh, yes this is the first because this is the first going for Judy Dench as well yeah who was a fan. And I loved the theory that, which they've changed with the new movies, they've kind of made it so it's like, no, this is not possible. Skyfall killed this theory. There's evidence in other movies as well, because like one of the actors gets married and then the next actor is still married to that woman. Yeah. And then then they kill her like that. So there's that kind of continuity. But I know the theory you're talking about, the one where, where and, which I enjoyed as well. I liked that theory. And this Judy Dench was one of the main reasons why it worked. Yeah. And that's the that each that James Bond is a code name and each yeah. actor is a is a different person. Yeah. And that's why it makes sense that like they've had the same cue for so long. They don't have the same cue, but like Judy Dench was M. In these movies and the newer ones, yeah, and the Diana Craig, Craig ones, because she did such a good job as M. Like, and I really like that she makes she's like she's not taking any James Bond shit, which she's gotten away with for so long, yeah, under other M's. And she makes a comment like, if I wanted to hear some sort of childish bullshit, or whatever, I'd talk to my children or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, good for you. 
you know, you're a working mom, you know, you're, you've risen top of the ranks, all while being, you know, a, a mother and a, probably a partner. And yeah, she was an accountant or something, they say, but they don't really specify in like what department. No, no, like she that's her background is accounting. So she probably went to school for accounting and like rose through the ranks. Right. Yeah. But like she's a hard ass and she gets shit done and she gets results. And she's even then in like we all know what happens in Skyfall. So maybe she's sad. But like she's not like spoilers for Skyfall. <laughs> come on. That movie's been out for like 10 years. <laughs> it's probably my favorite Bond film. I have the new one up. Anyway, so I just, I really like, she comes in and I'm sure 1995 internet message boards, what they were at the time, because mm-hmm. they did exist. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they were up in flames with a woman playing M. Oh, woke nation. <laughs> I mean, they might have used different words, but. My chicken tendies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> they're probably mad it was gonna be a lady and then she's great yeah like obviously she was a great m they kept her for years through two bonds and yeah. like she she's fantastic but who doesn't love judy dench but she she retired because basically she's like i'm too old and my vision's going mm-hmm. so it makes sense so anyway i love judy dench she's great yeah i don't disagree yeah, yeah. there's a great line because I've watched The Crown and during the early seasons, Elizabeth mm-hmm. is, she's speaking with one of her advisors and she's like, the prime minister and a few other people have basically, they're doing something I don't want them to do and they're being annoying and they're being a pain in the ass. And basically he's like, what they need is a good dressing down from mommy. Mm. Every so often, a British man just really needs and wants a good dressing down from mommy. <laughs> That's exactly how he labels it. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is Britain. Yes. And that's what M does. Like she yeah. gives him a good dressing down from mommy. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's a very British thing. It is British. I, I, get, what and it works. I get what you're saying. But anyway, that's what Judy does. She's, she's got that like British. Not really your mom, mommy, mm-hmm. but like that idea of like, look, she's in charge and she's going to dress down the men who need it. That's all. Gotcha. Gotcha. So from here, he goes and gets his new gadgets from Q. Oh, I, the old Q was great. Yeah. And that, know, those scenes are always so much fun. The one thing that was re- I always thought was really funny about this movie is they introduce his car and that his car is a big deal and has all this crap in it. And then he only uses it once and it never does any of that stuff. Oh, did you know why that is? It's because they like only got it like last minute and they didn't have time to do any of the stuff with it. Oh, that would make sense. They didn't have any time to like trick it out. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Some of us read the trivia. Well, there was other trivia that I was reading. But, <laughs> but the the funny thing that I always remember about this scene is that it ends with, with him picking up the sandwich and he's like, don't touch that. That's my lunch. And then the cut, like just I have a note about that sandwich later. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you now. Okay. It's well, for later. Trust me. Okay. 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 I do like so they're like, okay, you know, here's Intel about blah blah blah. You're meeting with this American in Russia. Yeah. And Which I gotta say, the, he's the such an American. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> they they picked like the most doofus actor that they could find. Like the only way it could have been more doofusy if it was Tom Arnold. <laughs> he reminded me of Tom. It was like Tom Arnold if he was a CIA agent. Well, this would have been right around the time that True Lies came out. They probably were like, "Oh, we can't do Tom Arnold." <laughs> yeah, know? but uh, I do like that because it's such an American thing that he is so part of James Bond is despite the fact that he's shooting people and he's sleeping with everybody and the whole thing he is you know he's wearing tuxedo he's very proper yeah there's a properness about James Bond that Daniel Craig has done away with a little bit but he's still yeah Daniel Craig is a little gritty grittier but he's still got that Britishness to him Mm -hmm. and the CIA agent is the exact opposite and he's like Jimmy Jimbo Jim Jim all slobby looking yeah but I love that he's just like hey Jimbo yeah Jimmy Jim Jim yeah and I'm just like it's Bond. Yeah. James Bond. All right, Jimmy. All right, Jimbo. The you know what's funny is when it came to like cuz I I have very like this is, you know, this is Pierce Brosnan is my favorite Bond and this is my favorite Pierce Brosnan Bond movie. Uh-huh. And I have very very accurate memories of this movie. But this entire sequence where he goes to Russia like up until they get captured like when when he goes to that like statue graveyard, mm-hmm. like everything up to that, totally forgot. Yeah, I do like that they revealed the 006 thing way earlier than I thought. Yeah, but then there's a nice cool. There's a really because like James Bond is known for the their chase scenes. Yes, it's one of the big things. And how do you reinvent the wheel? Yeah, like actually, this is this is one thing I wanted to talk about is this the the tank the chase. The tank chase. Tanks are cool. So the tank chase, the guy who is actually like the guy in charge of like stunt coordinating Bond movies, he had the guy who did this one. He had been working on other. He'd worked on other Bond movies, but this is the first one where he was in charge, and he's like, "All right, what can I do to make this stand out?" And the original plan from the script was that it was a motorbike chase. Mm. And he's like, well, that's not very interesting. Yeah. What can we do to, to liven this up? And the, he thought about it. And he's like, well, the scene begins at an armory, like the, at, like, a, like a, a military base. Let's use a tank. And there's so many like little behind the scenes things. I, I, I watched like a short documentary on how this scene got made. And it's actually like really, really interesting. A perfect example is the tank to for that moment where the tank goes flying through the wall behind them in the in the car chase. It had to be perfectly timed because if they waited too long, because because the, the tank had to like get up to speed. It's mm-hmm. not like the tank was just on the other no, side they don't of the just, wall. I don't think they're a machine that just you know, zero to sixty. Yeah, like they had to get the tank up to speed and ram it through that wall. And then the car would have go around in the corner and then the tank would come up behind it. They had to time it perfectly because if it was too long, then the shot would be ruined. And if it was too short, then they would run over the car and kill everyone inside of it. So like they really had like one shot to get it right. And it was and it's right there on the screen. It it worked out perfectly. I'm just just thinking of it hitting the car. There's a great episode of King of the Hill where they will build takes a tank and they're trying to bring it back to the base and they're like, oh, I think you hit a curb. And then it actually shows what they hit and they're running over cars. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, tanks are great. Yeah. Well, the one of the things that they said was when they, they didn't they'd never done anything like this before. 
and they didn't really know what it was capable of. So they, they were like, okay, well, what we'll do is the tank will run down the street and it'll bang into cars and bounce off the cars. And then they did test runs with it and it just shredded the cars. And they were like, oh, <laughs> I guess that's what we'll do instead. But the thing I wanted to talk about when going back to this shot of the tank flying through the wall mm-hmm. is this is the only moment in the movie where the classic James Bond theme is played like with the horns and the brass and everything like the rest of the That's movie good time for it. yeah well the rest of the movie is all this weird like electro score that we were talking about before in this little documentary they were talking about was this was a last minute decision it was originally the electronic score and the director hated it he's mm-hmm. like he's like i'm not a big fan of the score and i don't like how it is in this moment we need like we need the classic theme done classically, you know, with the horns and the and the, and the big percussion and everything. And it needs to be in this scene. And he basically called up like the like the musicians and he was like, hi, it's Monday. You need to do this Tuesday so that I can put it in the film on Wednesday because on Thursday it's going to premiere. Oh, yeah. Like it was that fast of a turnaround. And I feel like that. I mean, it worked because that moment is all the more iconic because it sticks out so much more because it has the Bond theme. And then it's so different than the rest of the movie that it's like this triumphant moment of him plowing through the wall in a tank. It's it's like the defining Pierce Brosnan Bond moment. And you love that tank. It's a great scene. (laughs) It's a great scene. Uh, Well, he gets the girl. They find out that 006, she's able to like track him, sort of where he's going. They he she uses the thing that she learned from Boris, who is yeah. now at this point the spike, working, the spike, which is now well, Boris was always working for them. Well, yeah, but, but it's, been it's, it's been revealed. It wasn't revealed until a little later. And they're on the the armored that's how train. She, that's how she got captured was because yeah. she reached out to Boris for help. Yeah, and then he betrayed her. Yeah, yeah. Even though I think he likes her. Well, clearly, he kept making all those bad innuendos at him. Yeah, but it was a simple schoolyard bullshit. You yeah, know? they try to break into the train, and it's like a new because they it's find a, yeah. he's hiding on a train, an old Cold War train. Yeah, it's you, a nuclear train for transporting warheads. Well, it's also so like if important people, if the if the country got nuked, the people yes. in the train would survive. Yes. Yeah, and that like blows up on the. Um, that's got a bomb and he's like, I'll give you the same six seconds. The six, yeah, gave. same the same six minutes. Six minutes you yeah. gave me, and it's really three minutes. It's three minutes because he he shortened. But the that's timers. how but she has, she has just enough time to track where they're going. Yes. Which is South America. Yeah, it was it's like it's it's Cuba, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's it is Cuba because they talk about Guatemala. In the movie it's Cuba, but it's not Cuba it's, either. It's, no. It's in South America where the satellite really is yes because that is a real satellite yes well not anymore it fell apart yeah i'm yeah. not shocked it was pretty yeah. big well the funny thing is too is because i i knew i knew that it was a a real satellite but not at the time like i knew like i, I was like what a great set for a movie kind of a thing and then i found out that it was a real satellite dish years later and i remembered that fact and we're watching the movie this time and when the the satellite dish is coming out of the water, I was like, "Wow, that's a real obvious model." Like this, this yeah. that time I've never, never not like believed that before. Like this, for whatever reason, this moment was the moment 
that I was like, wow, what a model. <laughs> Maybe it's that fancy TV we watched. Then. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Well, that's actually one of the things I want to talk about this whole satellite, everything about the satellite. Okay. There's this is because during the rest of the movie, that was one thing I remembered going in. I was like, I feel like I remember the effects not being great. And then as we're watching it, I'm like, no, the effects are pretty good. Maybe I was just maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. Maybe I'm thinking of Toronto Never Dies. Maybe I'm thinking of The World Is Not Enough. You know, like maybe I'm thinking one of the later ones that's not as great or something. And then we get to the satellite. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's right. There's some there's some not great effects here. So I noticed a lot of green screen. Yeah, yeah, a lot, like of, a green lot screen. of green screen. The Pierce Brosnan Bond movies do use a lot of green screen. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's kind of what they had to do. Effects weren't quite where they are now. Oh, I'm, I'm aware, but yeah. like, I feel like... I don't know, the lighting on the green screen wasn't great or what, but it just, it was always very obvious during these scenes. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've watched one of the old Sean Connery Bond movies lately when he's driving a car, but <laughs> it's not like he's actually driving a car, right? That makes sense. Yeah. But we have our big showdown. Yep. With 006. You well, think- first, well, first we have the showdown with On a Top. On a Top. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great. Oh, yeah, because she she's nuts. Yes, she she has a lot of issues with kink. Mm-hmm. Like she squeezes her, her. Her big thing is that she squeezes the life out of people while she's banging them, which a, I think you would have to have the strongest thighs in the world to manage that. Maybe she has robot thighs, right? Because this is back in the era where James Bond movies had stuff like that. Like, remember, one of the Pierce Brosnan movies has got a dude with diamonds exploded into his face. Yeah, why wouldn't he just get those removed? Why not? It's probably a fair bit of money. Yeah, well, he needed to Well, be- look at that one rapper out there who put, like, a 24-carat diamond in his forehead and then at a concert someone stole it out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. So, anyway. Yeah, but her... She has a whole thing where she wants... She not only likes inflicting pain, she likes getting pain. Yeah. And then they, she's on a, a harness. Yeah, she she jumps down from a helicopter. Helicopter, yeah, yeah. But they they basically they make it so the helicopter pulls her. Yeah, they they cra- the helicopter crashes and her rope is pulled up into a tree, and then she's like, but it's the in the, the V of a tree, it. and yeah. then basically it pulls her so hard she dies. Yeah, she's but crushed she's in the branches. Loving it as it's happening. Yeah, and it's weird. It was weird. weird. And then he throws out that she always did love a good squeeze pun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful movie this is. There's a yeah. Lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. I'm a big pun fan, but it, it, it was a bit much. It was like an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. But yeah. And then what well, we got our showdown with the bad green screen everywhere. Yeah. And James Bond, you know, you think the 006 is, I did like the reveal of like his motivation. Yeah, it, it's funny because like, I mean, I've seen this movie a whole bunch of times, but it never really hit me the, the historical significance of his backstory until this mm-hmm. viewing. And I guess it's because I was paying more attention or, or what? Like I always knew that he was, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, he was Cossack. And then it was watching it, and we're like, "Oh, right." Yeah. So he he hates the British, despite uh, he was a spy for so long. Literally, 
because like they were recruited as orphans yes but he was a spy for so long but basically his whole goal the whole lot time with his end game was revenge mm-hmm. but he also hates the russians so he's basically playing them against each other and then he was going to make off with a ton of money yep then james bond killed him james bond drops, drops him, him off and the thing that's great is he drops him off the satellite dish and he lives after falling way too many stories to have lived maybe there was a bit of like a bounce to the satellite (laughs) (laughs) but but he lives long enough to have the satellite dish explode and fall on him well the the not the set because he's in the but like the the, arm the yeah it just falls because it falls apart because he sabotages it and it lands on him and like that's a that's a way to go because because he's probably like because the way he's lying there that dude is probably paralyzed from that fall and then to have that fall on him. Yeah, he wasn't getting away. No, no. no. James Bond gets to ride off in the sunset with a pretty lady. Yep. That does not appear in the next movie. No, well, that's that's not unusual for no. the Bond movie. That's <laughs> that's kind of how they usually go. That's that's for sure. And then Boris, I mean, Boris gets his comeuppance too. You know what? I got to say, the mid to late 90s put a, f- a concern in my anxiety riddled brain as a child that being frozen and shattered was much more likely to happen (laughs) than it really is in reality yes like it seemed to come up fairly frequently yeah kind of i mean and then before that it was quicksand quicksand seemed like a big problem when i was a child but not really an issue no it's, it's not something you hear too much about i mean Maybe they're hiding it from us. Maybe it's actually so common that people don't want us to know. It's just so we're not afraid of big uh, cryo or something. Oh, no. <laughs> not yeah. big cryo. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was going to be much more of something I was going to need to be concerned of growing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because it just kept happening. Like, it kept happening in movies. It's true. I mean, like Terminator 2 and the T-1000 freezes. and But now, but does, yeah, now we're seeing people using, you know, the stuff in um, liquid nitrogen. Yeah. We're seeing them use it in like baking shows. Yeah. So like, like um, mist effects and stuff. Mist effects or ice, like chilling their ice cream faster. Yeah. And, yeah. Lots of stuff. So yeah. I wonder if it changes the flavor. See, what you do is you throw a person in the blast chiller. And then you smash them. No. <laughs> it's more common on baking shows than you think. That's why we haven't seen any nailed it recently. No. <laughs> there was actually new nailed it. Not there that was long. new nailed it. it not that good. long ago. It was great. Anyway, that's what we thought of this movie. Well, critics back in 1995 had their own thoughts on this movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? I would be happy to. So. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes holds a 79% critical mm-hmm. and 83% audience score. I have to note, when I went to look at this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a poster of Pierce Brosnan's James Bond and a woman. And the woman kind of had her head back and her throat exposed. And Pierce Brosnan was kissing her throat, like right he in the middle. That's a weird. She was like this. And I was like, I don't like this poster. I saw, I saw that. I do not care for this poster. I saw that as a promo image, but not as the poster. It's yeah. definitely not the uh, 
the 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 one that I've seen. <laughs> it's not the one that I use for the album art. That's for sure. Yeah, did not care for it. Todd McCarthy of Variety says, among the better of the seventeen at the time. Bond films, perhaps more important for today's audience, a dynamic action entry in its own right. This first 007 adventure in six years breathes fresh, creative, and commercial life into the 33-year-old series. Mm-hmm. Gene Siskel of nope. the Chicago Tribune mm-hmm. said, It's not a good sign that I, what I remember most about the movie is the lovely blue color of 007's new BMW convertible. Ooh. It was a nice looking car, though. Yeah, but I remember people. I do remember people being mad that he switched to a BMW instead of a British made car. Well, he's got an Aston Martin in the opening sequence, like in that. In the, yeah, a classic one. Yeah, yeah well, he's driving one in the uh, car, ch- not quite a car it's chase a at the beginning. Street race. The street race. Uh, Roger Ebert said, "Watching the film, I got caught up in the special effects and the neat stunts, but I observed with a certain satisfaction Bond's belated entry into a more modern world." There you go. Was it nominated for some awards? Uh, it was nominated for Best Action Adventure Movie and Best Actor, but it lost to The Usual Suspects and George Clooney for From Dust Till Dawn. It was nominated for MTV Movie Awards for Best Fight, but it lost to Adam Sandler and Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and nominated for Best Sandwich in a Movie Best for the Submarine Sandwich with Tomatoes and Provolone, but lost to the ham and cheese sandwich in smoke. I don't even what? Oh my god. So there you go. I told you I had a note about That's that. That's true. That sandwich did come back to play. You you did warn me. Yeah. Amazing. I'm the best. Yep. Speaking of the best, did you think this movie was the best? Because it was your pick. I mean it wasn't the best, but it was still good and I'd recommend people watch it. So I'm giving you a double butter. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, as someone who has said repeatedly how Pierce Brosnan is their favorite James Bond, and this is your favorite Pierce Brosnan James Bond film, which therefore would probably make it your favorite James Bond film. Mm-hmm. I mean, plain? You know what's funny is I had a chance, because we, we're not recording this the night after we watched it. It's actually been like a, a week or two since we watched life it, just because life, life has been very busy. And we're tired. And if if you had asked me the next day, I probably would have given this movie a plane. <gasps> I was it was I, I it was just the headspace I was in. I was tired. And there was oh. a, there was a section where I was just like I was just kind of bored. <gasps> and the when he's like when he first gets to Russia, like everything up to the tank chase, I was just like, oh my God. You know? And and then after I had a day or two to kind of chew it over, I'm like, no, this movie's great. Like I was watching the trailer for it because I have to get the trailer for for the show. And and it's it was just like a highlight reel of all the best parts of this movie. And I'm like, yeah, this movie's great. This movie's fantastic. Like it, it was it, it, the the amount of space between the viewing and us recording it was enough that I was able to collect my thoughts in a way that was like, no, no, this is a double letter for me. Like it was, it was this moment of like, man, did I not like that? Did this not age well for me? Which is, you know, the point of the podcast, but it did. It, I think it's great. It's still, you know, one of my favorite bond movies. It's great. Double butter. Well, there you go. There you See, go. it's funny how like, you know, just 
how you're feeling that day can yeah because i remember in all honesty i remember we watched this movie a while ago yeah and i mean i think when we were in our old apartment a while ago so at least six years yeah and i remember thinking like being really excited to watch it and being like oh yeah i I, you know i like james bond films i like pierce brosnan and i remember not loving it yeah and it was probably just a bad day or something because i was like you know what that was that's why I picked this movie is the last time I remember I remember really liking it as a kid. I remember watching it this one time when like five or six years ago and not enjoying it to the same extent. Like I remember just not loving the effects and some of the I had issues with it. And I was like, I would like to see if it's one or the other. And yeah. I'm glad I, I feel, have a feeling the last time I watched it was just a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Double butters all around. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode but next week is my pick even though this week might as well have been my pick because i would have i would have picked this one eventually just you wait until just, you find out what's coming after your next pick oh good okay it's not gonna be oh, something i have no I idea was, i haven't oh, actually okay. thought that far okay just... well i i have thought that far ahead and funnily okay. enough i actually had my pick for next week before you had picked your pick for this week so we are still in the 90s we're actually going to go back one year, and we are going to see 1994's Speed. The bus that the couldn't bus slow that down. couldn't slow down. Stop copying me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Same, same. I like a good Keanu and Sandra romp. Yeah, like I, I'd mentioned to you that my next movie was going to be an action movie. And you're like, okay, well, I picked an action movie too. And there was this part of me that was like, oh, did she pick speed? <laughs> but you didn't. So there we go. Next week, we will be we will be checking out speed. So be excited for that next week. But for this week's episode of Burnt Popcorn, I am Mike. And I am Laura. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. <laughs>